But all of that started from something, a seed that was so small. And so that is what I want to encourage you to do is just to start now with whatever you have. Welcome to Systemize Your Life. This is your go-to podcast for work-from-home moms who are desperate to reclaim control, find order, and escape the never-ending cycle of overwhelm. Hi, I'm your host, Chelsea Joe. I've dedicated this show to modern women just like you who are eager to give their very best to their home, family, and work, all without losing themselves in the process. Get ready to discover the systems you need to craft powerful relationships, get organized, keep up on the housework, manage your time like a boss, love those babies well, and maybe even sneak in a date night or two. If you are tired of hopelessly watching life pass you by, then it's time to grab your ticket off that hot mess express and join me in life where systems do all the heavy lifting. This is where you transform your chaos into confidence and take your life from overwhelmed to organized. What do you say, friends? Let's do this. Hold on there just one second. Have you been listening to this show for, I don't know, maybe a few or a handful or maybe a lot of episodes in a row? I know, binge worthy content right here for you. If the answer is yes, then I need you real quick. Do me a huge favor. Press pause, go over to Apple iTunes, hit subscribe and leave me a five star written review. That helps me so much to continue to show up not only in my own space, but also to show up in the suggested Apple podcast feed for so many other women not an iTunes podcast listener, that's okay. You can still leave a review on any of the streaming platforms where you listen to this podcast. When you take the time and the energy to leave me a five-star written review, it not only fills me with such great joy, but it encourages me, my family, and the rest of my team to continue doing what we do here, what we love so much. And all of that is made so unbelievably possible with just a few minutes of your time. So hurry, press pause on this episode, go leave a review, and then come back and we will get down into the nitty gritty on all of the juicy things about going from overwhelmed to organized and how you can get one of these incredible systems in place in your life. All right, what do you say? Let's jump into today's episode. I'm back. I'm officially home and settled in after my huge event, which I call my CEO retreat, which actually uh, you'll hear me call it a leadership retreat and a CEO retreat because it is very much one in the same these days. I am so excited to share these details with you because so many people have been asking. I shared a ton of behind the scenes in uh, my Instagram stories and uh, we will have that up in a highlight for you to go back and see at any time. And truthfully, my CEO retreat is intense. <laughs> it's so intense. There's so much work to to the point where it's like, it's exhausting. But we're going to talk about all of that here in just a minute. But what I wanted to really drive home is that I didn't have a ton of time to share a bunch of information and a ton of videos, but I was able to give some pretty good glimpses just so you can get a sneak peek of what this actually looks like. So today in this episode, I really am just sharing a recap of my CEO retreat, um, why I do it, 
and what it's really good for if you need one. And then also, I just wanted to talk to you about what it was like, honestly, what my prep was like, what the actual event is like, and then what my wrap up is like. So that pre, during, and post, all three phases of this event are really important. It's not just what do you do there. It's the whole thing that is really important. And um, I think just by sharing that with you, you're going to get a greater understanding and be able to know and gauge what about you. I talked so much about this um, on Instagram, and I hope to be able to go even deeper into that here on this episode today because um, there's been a lot of people that have reached out over the years and asked me about this. So first, right out of the gate, my CEO retreat that I do is something that has been handcrafted between me and my good friend, Stephanie Gass. She is um, a CEO of an online business. Uh, She teaches people how to make money online um, using podcasting and coaching and courses. And it's who I learned everything that I do from. If you've listened to many of my other episodes, my previous episodes, you've heard her on the show. Uh, You probably likely are already connected with her. If you're not, you should definitely go check her out. But this is something that we kind of started just by accident four years ago with each other, but it's a process that I have had in my kind of business entrepreneur journey for, um, a long time, like a really long time. And so over the past four years, it's evolved into something that me and Stephanie have now brought to our mastermind, which includes another good friend of ours, Polly Payne, um, and our teams. Now this whole thing that we've created started out from, um, actually we were both asked to speak at the dreamer summit, which was an online event that Polly Payne used to host. And Stephanie and I were both speaking at it and we decided, Hey, do you want to get together and do this online event together in the same space? Long story short, we were able to have a bit of our first CEO retreat there. And over the past four years, it's evolved into something that I think is absolutely vital. I've always thought that this process is vital. A, a portion of it is what I teach inside of Systemize to Scale, the foundational pieces of it, and an even greater, even greater portion of it, specifically just the planning and the preparation part that I really bring to the table and have always done for myself and my business is what I bring to Tobos. Um, and in this process, I have learned so much. And I think this year it's really fresh in my brain. I just got home, um, gosh, about like five days ago and no, my suitcases aren't unpacked yet. (laughs) I have a box in the garage of all the photo shoot props that is slowly getting put away. I have two bags that I got put away and I have one suitcase that is not put away, but I'm getting there. There was just a ton of laundry that I didn't get put away before I left. And then now all this laundry, which I highly do not recommend. um, But it just was what it was. It's how it ended up happening. So since this is super fresh in my brain, I was like, I've got to record a podcast episode on this. It's kind of like that moment after you have a baby and everyone's like, you need to record your birth story right now before you lose pieces of it. And that's exactly what I'm hoping to do with you in this episode. So You know, the big question that I want to answer for you right now is 
do you need to have some kind of CEO retreat in your business every year? And the answer is yes, you absolutely should be doing this. And it's probably not going to look anything like mine and that's okay. What I'm doing now in my CEO retreats is not what I did the very first time I ever did one. Even when I was doing it with other entrepreneurs and not the ones that I'm doing it with now, it's been something that I have always leaned on to help give me that clarity and the focus that I need as I go throughout the year. And to that point, it's the same reason why Blaine and I do a marriage retreat every single year. It's so vital that you clear up any questions that you have in your mind before you move forward in any given direction, that you have really hard provable data, like facts, things that are written down, things that you can track, things that you can work towards. Otherwise, you're just going to be spinning your wheels and working on things that don't matter at all. And, you know, you might not be able to do this for 12 months at a time, and that's okay. You can just do this. You can do it every quarter, break it down, make it smaller, and just stay super focused on the here and now and maybe a month or two ahead. And as your business starts to grow, you'll start to see and trust yourself and trust the process a little bit more to be able to actually reach goals further out. I've always, I have that kind of relationship with myself because of really the way that I was groomed throughout junior high and high school. I've been in leadership positions. I have always been in charge of planning. Those things have always been really important to me following steps, following the rules, all those kinds of things have been really important. And so this process is an extension of that. And um, I've seen people that don't do it. And I know that for the people that don't do it, it doesn't go great. It might go great for a little while, and then it doesn't go great for much longer after that. So the answer is yes. But let's talk about what this might actually look look like for you and your business, and why it is a yes. Um, because I don't know, I don't know how you can, as a business owner and as a mom, as anyone that's trying to strive and reach any kind of growth in their life, I don't know how you can do that without a target, without a vision, and without a clear path to get there. So this might not be your strong suit. This is probably why you're listening to this podcast because it's not something that you really know how to do, don't even know how to get started. And that's what we're going to do right now. So on your piece of paper, you can go ahead and just take notes. This is a complete and utter anecdotal episode. There are not steps. I have this broken down, but this truly is just me sitting here and digesting the recap of my CEO retreat. It's like you asked, and now I'm telling you, we're sitting down for coffee we're chatting. If you have more questions, feel free to come over, drop them into the group, drop them into my DMs, but I'm happy to share if you're curious about anything that I don't open up and talk about here. But vulnerably speaking, um, I hope to share all the details of what it was like for me from start to finish in my perspective, which is very different from all the other people that were in the room. And that's what's so cool about it is that any kind of event that you attend or that you host or that you participate in, it has a different outcome and a different impact on every person. So this is what I experienced in the prep, um, in the actual event and in the wrap up, which I'm just 
about five days out, seven days out from completing right now for myself. So prepping for my CEO retreat was a beast. It was a bear this year because we wanted to do more really meaningful work when we were at the event. And anytime you want something to be successful, prep is the answer. (laughs) If you want five days of managing crazy schedules or a bunch of little not school age children at home and you want that event to go really well, you need to be prepared. That is the name of the game. It's always preparedness. After having a lot of data, Stephanie and I were able to say, this is what we did last year. This is what we want to do this year. And we ended up creating an entire workbook so that we could see exactly how every single day was going to lead into the next. And so that was a lot of what our prep was because of the way that I run my task management and the back end of my business with my workflows. I track everything that I'm doing and I know that we spent about 15 hours strictly prepping for this event um, in about, I would say, right around five, three-hour sessions. One of those was broken up into smaller segments, but I just lumped it into one. We had about five, three-hour segments that allowed us to get the workbook done and the prep for the photo shoot done and all the different things. So there's prep for the actual work that we're going to do, and then there's prep for the photo shoot. So at my CEO retreat, I choose to do my yearly branding photos at that time. And so I have to be really prepared because we have an incredible brand photographer. Her name is Denise Karras, K-A-R-I-S. And we'll link her down in the show notes for you so that you can get acquainted with her. But she does brand shoots out in Arizona and I love her so much. I love her work. Um, I just love her work. And she is so patient with us. Um, Stephanie and I are real hard chargers and we want to get as much as we can out of our shoots. Her energy is incredible. Her images are even better. And um, I actually met her when I was running my event-based wedding business. She was a wedding photographer and she showed up at one of my events, which was just serendipitous actually, because we're still working together to this day. She's done a lot of shooting for me over the years. Um, probably like eight years, I would say, if not more than that. And I highly recommend whether you do this at your CEO retreat or not, I highly recommend having a high quality brand photographer. And I've jumped around. I've had several different options. I've tried all different kinds of things, but once you find one, it's so great to stick with them. And it's something that will elevate your brand forever forever and ever and ever and ever. It's one of the things that I think helped and still does help contribute to my online presence. Um, and so many of those things, right. It's just really good, high quality images. So we had a guidebook. We prepped for that. I bought this photo shoot guidebook off of Etsy. Um, and actually we'll link that down in the show notes below too. And then I popped it into Canva and I tweaked it and made it fit to what we were hoping to do. Um, I planned out all of my outfits. I sat on Voxer late one night when me and Stephanie both didn't have husbands at home or something. And um, we just tried on our entire closets and made sure that we had outfits because 
in one of our prep sessions, we went back through all of our other images that we had had before and realized here's what we don't love. And we literally made lists, what we don't love, what we do love, what we want more of. And we knew that like, you know, there were certain outfits that we were like, we used those images 400 times because we loved it and we want to replicate that again. And then we didn't use any of these and here's why. And we don't want to do that again. And so we dialed in all of our outfits and we, we had the luxury this year. And I will definitely say luxury because this is the first year we've ever had that of having people on our team come and help assist with the photo shoot. So they were able to steam our outfits make sure that as soon as we got done shooting and we would, we take turns, right? It's my turn. And then it's Stephanie's turn. It's my turn. And then it's Stephanie's turn that we would leave, go into our staging area, be able to have our outfits there change and pop right back out. And every other year, it's not been like that. We managed and we did great, but even without somebody there to help you, I could have done it on my own with the amount of organization that we had. I had every single outfit hung up together with the shoes right there, the jewelry, everything on hangers labeled like outfit one for this room, outfit two for this room. And the whole thing was done. And I highly recommend that because you get so much variety. I have so much variety from one shoot. It is mind blowing. So that was a whole bunch of prep. I also had to prep my home because we had some company come. I had to prep my home for my kids to be gone um, and with my husband for five days. And um, one of those days we had a sitter come in. um, And so I had to make sure that their laundry was done and that we had food in the fridge and everything was clean and put away. And there was just a lot. There was so much prep. I was exhausted, but excited, kind of exhausted. So those were probably the biggest takeaways for like the prep part of it and what we needed to do before we got to the event. Obviously there's like event prep and what are we eating and what's the actual schedule going to be while we're there every single day? What are we actually focusing on? Which I'm going to talk about that during the, during part, right. Of the actual event, but all of that stuff was laid out too. We knew where we were going to eat each day. We knew what time we were starting we knew what time lights out were. We had, you know, cute little gift bags for everybody. It's a really, really special time in our companies and nothing beats it. We had um, Polly Payne there and she did um, a short introduction of getting us into a place where we could dream and we filled out our planners and put our dream boards into our planner. So much of it was the before work that we did so that when we got there, everything was ready to go and prepared. Now let's take us to the event. What we weren't prepared for (laughs) by any means was the fact that somebody got super sick while they were there. Um, And like of the six of us that were there within a few hours of everyone arriving we had one that was literally quarantined into her room with her own bathroom. Thank the Lord. And it was just a thing, you know, and then we were not prepared. We were not prepared for this. (laughs) I will say, I didn't make a note of this, but the pre, like the prep, the pre-event stuff, honestly, 
consisted of so much communication on how are your kids? How is your family? Is anyone sick? And everyone was in the clear. And like the people that had sick kids at home were not the people that ended up getting sick that, you know, it was the people that didn't have anything and they traveled and it's just, it's a risk that happens. Um, but with lots of quarantining and an immediate trip to a store and getting all the disinfectant wipes and all the things like none of this that we planned for at all. Um, we only had one other person that got it and it was a very mild case of the whole thing. So that's how that went down. And that was really unexpected. And it was unfortunate because the people that ended up getting sick had to zoom in to our conference room, even though they had traveled all that way to be there with us. But it ended up working out so well. Um, Everyone was just incredible, just great troopers. And so the actual event uh, had (laughs) some hiccups in that regard that we weren't expecting We shifted our schedule a little bit to make up for it. I slept in a little bit more each day. We started maybe about 15 to 30 minutes late each day um, and just tried to make sure that everyone was well and everyone was happy. Um, And on that whole like front, it's not what we expected, but getting through the content, which I'm sure is what you're most excited about. I'm going to share that now. Um, wasn't really impacted. And we ended up having more time for things than we thought. So here's how we ended up structuring each day of the event. Day one, I highly recommend that you have some kind of like fun, dreaming, something fun, a nice dinner, which we definitely did. And I highly recommend having binders. I've tried this in so many other ways, but a binder is the best way to do this because you'll be able to hold on to that binder for the whole year, hole punch your worksheets, hole punch your notes that you're taking notes on and keep it in an actual three ring binder. Bring your planner, 100% bring your planner. And that's what you're going to do like that first afternoon or that first night. If you want to do a photo shoot, that is that happens before that. So it's like, right out the gate, we do the photo shoot, we get it done and over with, and it feels super amazing. Um, After that, here's the process and what's so vital with the CEO retreat, you're going to want to bring to the table. And what we focused on are the things that didn't didn't work last year. So I'd like to we like to do this kind of at the end of the year, it could be in January, it could be in late November or anytime in December, or If you're listening to this podcast episode way after it's been aired, you could do it anytime. This could be on a fiscal year. You could start it in the middle of the year and then make sure that you do it again at the end of the year to start for a whole 12 months. That part of it's not as important. It's just we've created this rhythm and I really look forward to knowing from January, right, especially for my accounting for the, those purposes of like the open and close of an actual year, a calendar year, I really love to know that as soon as January 1st starts, I know exactly what I'm doing all year long. So when I, we all sit down, we all share numbers. Um, and we talk about where, where are our leads coming from? Where are, you know, where's all the income coming from? Where are people going? Where are they getting stuck? Like, it's just like a really great review on what's working and what's not working right out of the gate. And these, obviously, 
that's part of the prep, right? And these questions are going to be really challenging for you if you've never tracked anything or if you don't have any information because you're brand new and that's okay. You can just go on a whim and say, this is what I would like it to be. Anything that you can bring to the table is, is viable and valuable. From there, after all that information has been shared, then you're ready to go and sit down and say, okay, this is what I'm projecting for next year. So maybe you can say, if you're brand new in your beginning and you're like, I'm just launching my podcast, I'm just setting up my email list, I have nothing to sell yet, I'm just doing these brand new things, great. You can set projections for how many downloads do you want to have? How many people do you want to get onto your email list from your podcast every month? Those are going to be your projections. And that's all you have to focus on. That's fantastic. You can set a monetary goal that says, like for some of you, I shared, uh, if you attended my workflow workshop, the business workflow workshop, I shared that my very first year that I did this, I wrote down that in the whole year I wanted to make $10,000. So that was a little bit less than a thousand bucks a month on average. And I was going to have highs and lows with that because of when I was selling things and I think I made 12,000 in my very first year. And so that was a super arbitrary number, but it gave me something to shoot for. It gave me something to really work towards. And then I was able to go back and say in that next year, okay, with the people that I have connected with me, with the things that I'm selling, with the goals that I have, with, you know, these projects that I completed, this is what it actually produced this is what didn't work. And this is what did work. And that is so important for your projections, because this is when we sit down as a group with a really specific formula, actually, and Stephanie Gass has really been a big part of the brains behind this formula. And we've kind of dialed it in over the years, bringing like a mastermind does bringing everyone's different understandings and networks of information to the table to figure this out. So as we go through and we bring and share all of the information of what had happened in the last year, which is so important for you to have these workflows that we talk about, for you to have these systems in place so that you can gather this information and you're not just winging it all the time. Scattered Sally and wing it Wendy literally go out the window when you sit down and do this. So Again, your first time doing it is not supposed to be, I mean, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be amazing. And just to kind of set the stage, my first one was at this co-working space in a little teeny tiny conference room that I had never been to on the other side of town. And I think we brought some snacks and drinks and we had so much fun and we used our planners and it was a great time. And now it's this full-blown thing, right? After years that was probably seven years ago, six or seven years ago, um, that I started kind of fiddling around with the idea of, you know, what it would look like to sit down annually and have this event. So yes, now we're able to get together in an Airbnb and it's like this whole big fun thing. But all of that started from something, a seed that was so small. And so that is what I want to encourage you to do is just to start now with whatever you have. Even if you don't have workflows, even if you don't have data, even if you have nothing, you're just going to go start now because that is what's going to allow you to get to this part in our process where on 
day two of our event, we're taking all of that information and plugging it into a formula to help us see, okay, if we grow, if we don't grow, here's what our number numbers will end up looking like. Oh, we did two sales last year. Let's do four this year. Or, oh, we did four sales last year and there was no point in it or it exhausted us or it did this to my family in the process and we didn't really like that or we loved it. Let's scale back or let's keep it the same. We want to be able to answer those questions very concretely. And the only way you do that is by starting with whatever you have right now. So we go through this and it creates a focus statement for us. So now we know and every single one of us knows. And what's so important for me, because last year I didn't have a focus statement. Last year at the CEO retreat, I gave my bloody heart and soul to help everybody else in the room get systems in place in their business because they needed it. They needed it very badly. And they all had to rebuild their business systematically from the back end using my operating system, which is what allowed me to create Tobos. And it was such a beautiful blessing for me to be able to pour into other business owners to pour into other really successful CEOs and watch my systems completely transform their business. But what did the outcome of that was I went an entire year without a focus statement. So I did what I knew to do. And I also followed my gut, which is super important. But this year, I was absolutely, absolutely adamant. And we all were that we had very clear focus statements. So at the end of day two, we walked away with very clear focus statements. And those focus statements consist of what in the world, <laughs> what the heck are we doing every month? What are we selling? When are we selling it? Who are we selling it to? For how much money? Like conversion rates, everything is all dialed in at this point. And again, you will be able to have that if you just start right now by saying, what is my focus statement? If your focus statement doesn't have any hard numbers in it, fine. That's fantastic. I am going to focus on building a website, launching a podcast, starting my YouTube, writing my blogs, getting this many people to opt in for my free thing. Wherever you're at, that's fine. Just put it down and then you're going to be able to go back next time and make it even better. This is a process that happens over time. From there, those focus statements become what we were able to do on day three, and that was to get some planning in place, some really strategic planning in place that says, when, <laughs> what are we doing? We got that done. When are we doing this? And there's a lot of conversations that come up in there. I think that a lot of CEOs tend to struggle with when we're in a, in a silo, you know, sometimes we want to shift or sometimes we want to pivot and that's a great time to have those conversations. But when you're there with your peers and it's so important to flush that stuff out so you don't just go like on a wild random whim when you've set this focus statement and you have these goals and then you go out <laughs> into the wild as a lone wolf for the rest of the year and you start doing random things and you completely abandon this whole thing that you said you were going to do. And so setting up some plans in place for when these things are going to happen are really important. Day four ended up being our implementation planning. And this was, this is like my wheelhouse, right? This is where we take all of those plans, all of those, everything that was real big strategy 
and we actually go put it into our workflows. Like we literally know what we are going to do and what we're not going to do. (laughs) We make sure that we don't schedule any of the not going to do's because those are important. All the events and tasks and projects and things that we said that we were going to do, we literally put them on the calendar. We built them into the workflow. They're already in the project columns. They're already scheduled into our Google calendar. We now know, I am very clear when my family won't be taking vacations this year because I have an event in my business and I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want, and that's the luxury. That's why I'm doing this. I don't want to be doing big, hard things in my business while my family is, needs me because I want to be there for them. And when you don't have that in place, and I haven't always had that in place last year, I didn't really have that in place and I moved and it was a hard year. I'm grateful for it. I'm better for it, but I don't want to do that again. I don't want to do that again at all, you know? And so I want to know that when my family needs me, I'm not going to be feeling pulled in the direction of my business. I don't like being pulled in multiple directions. I don't like that feeling at all. And that's why I created the systems that I have to keep me from feeling that way. And the one reason why, well, there's a lot of reasons. One of the biggest reasons was because we moved and that was really hard. But another reason was... I just lacked the focus and the implementation that I needed. We still had a lot of growth and a really great year considering, and I'm really grateful for that. I'm happy for it. I'm proud of it. The amount of students that we were able to impact, the amount of people that just came and went through the podcast and downloaded was incredible. There's so many great things that happened, but I want to do it better in 2024. And I'm sure that you have that same feeling for a lot of things that you're hustling over there. And this is the way to get clarity on that. At that point, it's like, okay, we're good to go. We know exactly what needs to be done. Like we even got to the point to where, you know, certain projects that we have, we were able to even create every single thing that we need to do in order to complete that project. Like I'm going to be upgrading um, my process for podcasting, it's just felt a little clunky on the back end. And so I literally went all the way through it with everyone there to be able to support me and just blasted through it. So when you go and open my project cards, it literally has what I have to do to complete the project. That is so valuable to me. So valuable to me. I can't even explain it. Because probably one of the most vulnerable things that I could share is that I have a hard time focusing when I sit down to do my work. I would rather vacuum. I would rather cook a meal. I would rather do home management any day of the week. That's why I created Systemize Your Life. That's why I created a four-week program because that's my, that is my bag. Like I love that so much. And so when I get pulled away from that, I'm always wanting to go back to it. But I have really incredible dreams. I have um, complete and utter certainty that this is a whole nother part of me that I have to do too. And I want to just make sure that I'm able to show up in both places to the best of my ability. And one of those things is because I'm alone so much. Going to the co-working space helps tremendously. Having my mastermind 
helps tremendously, but to be able to sit down and write in everything that I need to do and how I need to do it, um, with, with that kind of one on the Enneagram perfectionist, like getting over that hump to get started on something. If I know what to do, um, it's done, right? But it's the not knowing it's the guessing that always trips me up. And so that was so valuable for me to be able to have that. And at that point, you're really done. You're ready to go into the next year. We ended up having a fifth day and that's where we focused on some team training, some operations, some different things for our team specifically. But obviously that was brand new to us this year, bringing our teams and having that portion of it. So I cannot express to you how unbelievably beneficial this whole thing has been to me. And quickly, as I wrap up this episode, I want to talk to you about what it's been like wrapping up because from the actual event. And I had no idea that it was going to be as um, exhausting as it was. The event was really hard. It's deep. It's hard work. Leaving my kids was hard. I miss them so much. And the way that it ended up with, with Blaine, we ended up not seeing each other for like a week and a half because of how his work rotation and then me being gone and then his work rotation and then me coming home with the whole thing. I missed him sorely. Like the whole thing was just really hard on me, super hard. And like, I didn't want to touch work for like five days. This is truly me recording this podcast episode is one of, I've done a few things, but basically the first time I've really gotten back into my cockpit or my dashboard where I keep all of my work and felt like, okay, I can do this again. I've been sleeping a ton. Like I said, I haven't even unpacked. I've just been sitting with my kids. I've been watching Christmas movies. I've just been hanging out, holding hands with my husband. Like it was just a lot of work, the prep. And there's some things that I'll shift for next year. It won't be as hard next year because we did so much of it and it's reusable now. But, you know, I definitely want to make sure that I'm getting more sleep leading up to the event. Hindsight, right? We always should know that as we go into an event and then making sure that not only can I be off work, for the five days that I go, but for the whole next week after. I 1000% will be doing that next time because I need time. There's big things on the horizon that require 100% of me at the helm. And that makes me sweat a little. And I need some time to sit in that. I need some <laughs> I need some time. And jumping right back into work is, is not it. I want to go roast carrots and beets and nourish my family and <laughs> feel safe for a while um, because the business part of my life really stretches me. It makes me uncomfortable a lot of the time. And for you, you might feel that way or you might feel the other way around, right? You might feel like the home part of it really stretches you. And uh, that's why we got systems for everything around here so that it can be a little bit easier and you can do both without um, feeling like you are scattered Sally or wing it Wendy. Okay, I have talked your ear off. I've given you so much information and uh, I'm going to wrap this up and really just speak into you as we close out this episode and say that I hope that you take my word for it. And I hope that between now and sometime by the end of January, you find somebody in one of our Facebook groups. Try it out. Try somebody. Try somebody that's in your own entrepreneurial circle right now or do it on your own. You can totally do this on your own too. And if you're a current student of mine, find somebody in the student community 
There are people out there that are listening to this episode just like you, and they are dying to find somebody to do this process with. It takes you being vulnerable and opening up and just asking. So I will look forward to seeing those posts inside of both of my Facebook groups. And I look forward to meeting you back here real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Before we wrap up today's episode, I want to extend a sincere invitation to you, an incredible wife, mom, and woman who has serious dreams of making change to really take what you learned today and implement even just a small part of it in your life. When you make changes, it inspires everyone around you. If today's episode resonated with you, I'm certain it will resonate with others too. So head over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button, and leave us a five-star review. Your review will help more women discover our podcast and join our supportive community. But your impact doesn't stop there. You hold the power to motivate and equip the women closest to you in your life with a simple, hey girl, let's do this together. Text this episode to your best friend or maybe even your mama. Whoever it is in your life that's knee deep in the same kind of chaos you're in, they need to know about this system too. And if you're feeling fancy, you can even take a screenshot of this episode, tag me and post it to your stories because together we can create a trail of wisdom for all the incredible women around us, reshaping how we not only care for ourselves, but each other. I can't wait to connect with you on Instagram until we meet back here again real soon for the next episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast.